Hey, sis, welcome to this week's episode of Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones. So glad to have you with me for the ride. And today's topic, gonna switch it up. And we are talking about guns. Let me explain before you say, skirt, skirt, I'm out. No, 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 no. Because I get it. We have a lot of gun violence in our communities, right? And we have to deal with the root causes the systemic issues that contribute to violence. We know women in domestic violence situations that have been shot and killed by their partners, and we don't want guns in the hands of an abuser. And heaven forbid, every time we hear about a school shooting, our hearts just drop, because how in the world did that student get access to that gun? Or when children accidentally shoot themselves. So there's a lot of serious issues on guns. However, we have to talk about the other side of it, which is responsible, safe gun ownership. Look, I am for reasonable gun laws. Absolutely. You can check my background, do whatever you want to. I do not mind. It's not an either or, it's a both and. I can support gun ownership, Second Amendment, own a gun, but at the same time, not want a gun in the hand of someone who will misuse it. I don't want some hothead shooting somebody because they got in an argument or a fight. They can't handle little fisticuffs. But I do believe we have to have the conversation about being a knowledgeable gun owner if you want to own a gun to protect you, your home, your family, or even recreational purposes. And hunting is not my ministry. And we need to have a conversation about women and gun ownership, particularly black women, which is why we're talking to Rashawn Janae, the co-president of Pretty Pistols Posse, whose slogan, girls just want to have guns. I don't know if you've seen them on socials. They have some amazing photo shoots. And Rashawn just gives a candid perspective of women and guns, gun safety education, and being a responsible gun owner. And you may not agree with everything that's that's okay. We have to have the conversations. I have friends who would never have a gun in their home, and that's their decision. But I do believe since owning a gun is our right, we have to talk about what it means to be a safe, responsible gun owner, and especially as a woman or a person of color. So lean into this episode of Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones, with Rashawn Janae, co-president of Pretty Pistols Posse. All right, we are ready for this episode of Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones. And we're talking about a subject you might be like, skirt, skirt, what you talking about? We are talking about the Pretty Pistols Posse. Yes, I said it. We have on the line with Sean Janae. She's the co-president of the organization whose slogan is, Girls Just Want to Have Guns. How are you doing today, Sean? I am doing great, Julie. Awesome, awesome. Of course, you are all about black love and the movement. You do so many things. Uh First of all, I got to ask, Sean, how did you come up with this concept, Pretty Pistols Posse? Well, actually, it was myself and the co-founder, Latasha Jacobs, that were just hanging out at the gun range. Um, And it went from us hanging out with Mm -hmm. a few to posting pictures on social media and everyone beginning to inquire about, you know, what are y'all doing? What's going on? And we just start going on a regular basis. And the group grew and grew. And we finally decided to just make it official. Wow. So how long have you been a gun owner, Sean? I have been a gun owner not that long, actually. My boyfriend bought me my first, wait, my fiance. Oh, yeah, correct it, sis. Correct it. (laughs) He bought me my first gun um, like two years ago. So I had it, but I have always Mm. been scared of guns. So it was just collecting Mm. dust. Let's talk about that because that, what you just said, the fear of guns is real. Whether you have a fear you're going to accidentally shoot yourself, because I know I'm clumsy chair, or (laughs) you have an emotional or should I say, are, are you scared that you would harm yourself or you would snap on somebody or you just have this irrational fear of guns? How did you overcome that, Sean? 
Well, I think mine's was, I'm just like you, Julie, honey. I'm real clumsy. So I'm like, <laughs> I be done shot somebody else before I, I, done, I be done shot myself before I shot somebody else. So just not knowing was the mm-hmm. thing. So whenever I came in and and encountered a gun, I was, you know, holding it by the tip and right. you know what to do. And I was scared. And it's just so powerful. A gun is a powerful weapon. Um, so the only way I actually conquered the fear was to um, start educating myself. Yeah. And then um, it, it's empowering because you know that you have the right to protect yourself when you do know how to properly use a gun. So it does make you feel more comfortable. And that's the key. Properly use a gun. I, You know, Sean, we've been owning guns in my family forever. Some of my family is like the Black Duck Dynasty, you know, whether it's hunting <laughs> or protection. Girl, I'm serious. It's in the genes. But there are some barriers, don't you think, between black women and gun ownership? Oh, yeah. Black women, black people, black yeah. men, black everything. And let's put this out there. We are an all-inclusive group, so we accept mm-hmm. any members of any color. However, Latasha and I are black women, and we were at the time, black single women with children. Um, And we wanted to be able to, if nothing else, know how to protect our home. Mm -hmm. And so she started started going to the range more and more. And I saw her doing it. And I said, hey, let me go. I've only shot a gun a couple of times. I own a gun and Mm -hmm. don't really even know what to do with it. And then people just continued to see that and they wanted to be a part of it. And it's glad that you're all inclusive, but I love the fact that you also emphasize black women, because when we think of gunshine, we think of either the far end, those who shouldn't have guns, having guns and going buck wild in the streets or just older men, particularly older white men in the South. So to see black women actually have some gun education, be a responsible gun owner, that is something that we need to talk about or even applaud. Yes, for sure. Um, Just myself as a black mother, as a black woman, um, anytime I see a gun in the media, it is generally associated with a black Mm -hmm. man and it is generally associated with murder. Mm -hmm. Uh, My father, if he had a gun when I was growing up, I didn't know about it. I didn't know where it was. I didn't know how to use it. That's right. And I really don't it. (laughs) But it was always just the stigma behind gun use. And it was never positive with our community. Mm -hmm. And so Latasha and I really wanted to let people know, hey, it's not a bad thing if you own a gun. It's not a bad thing if you teach your children how to properly use a gun, because we've had little black boys and girls accidentally shoot themselves, siblings and friends and die. So we have children. People don't agree with it, but our children know how to properly use and handle a gun. They know how to put it on safety. They know where our guns are in our home, because at the end of the day, if we aren't here, they're going to have to have access to those if it comes down to it. Really? Okay. Now, yeah, and you would have some people take pause to that with their kids. But let's talk about people who irresponsibly leave their guns accessible to a third party who may either use it tragically or take it out for a crime. As gun owners, it is responsible to have your safes, your lockups. Like you said, growing up, I didn't know where the gun was. I figured it out later. I didn't touch it because I told you not only was I temperamental back then, but I was also very clumsy. So, (laughs) but there is something to be said for protecting your guns from getting access. What do you say to that? It's kind of a catch 22, Mm -hmm. but um, you know your children. 
you know, I have a a 13-year-old who was obsessed with guns between Call of Duty and all these games they play on. Like, he already knew all the names to the guns that I didn't even know because when they play these video games, they're on there, realistically. And so there was almost an obsession with my 13-year-old son with guns. And when he found out I was letting him use a gun, honey, he was hyped. He was so excited. Um, And we were able to channel that into being able to focus and teaching him the basic fundamentals. And after that first trip to the range, the next trip to the range, that boy was bored. He was on his phone, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever. But the, the sensation was gone because the incitement was gone. Now he knows how to use it. It's no big deal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think that's why a lot of children go look for the gun. They find the gun. They pick up the gun. They they try to use it because mm-hmm. they don't know and because it's hands off. You know, you, you got to be honest. A lot of the things we're not supposed to do, we want to do just for curiosity. So what type of conversation did you have with your 13-year-old? Because I imagine there's somebody listening right now and they are, are are clutching their pearls. You know, I didn't tell my son where our guns are. So what was that conversation like? That conversation actually wasn't difficult because in addition to the 13-year-old, I actually have a 19-year-old boy as well, my bio children. Mm-hmm. I have five bonus children too. But um, with my bio children, I you know, I can talk to them about things and have control over that. But I've already had the what happens if the police pull you over conversation. I've already had the sometimes police are bad and kill little black boys for no reason conversation. So in all reality, having the okay, mama got a gun, two, three, four, five, six guns. And let me show y'all how to use them. And my 13 year old, because he was so excited in video games, he was an amp. My my 19 year old. He's not the violent kind. He's a brainiac. Mm-hmm. He was just like, okay, whatever. But at the same time, we've already had these difficult conversations mm-hmm. with our children because of the climate that we live in. So now I'm telling you, I want you to at least know how to properly handle a gun, know the basic fundamentals. And that way you're able to protect me just the same way I can protect you if it comes down to it. Now, of course, I don't want my children just grabbing a gun and shooting an intruder. It's it's a lot of things behind that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, with everything happening last year, the pandemic, the protest, it just created an environment where it was like, what do I do if these things happen to me? And I rather be educated. I rather properly get licensed. I'd ra- rather have that information and know than not. Let's talk about that, getting licensed, you know, because, you know, Missouri, we can just be the wild, wild west chair in these streets, but knowing gun safety and how to handle gun. Because I think, Sean, for me, there's a difference between uncontrolled and misguided use of guns, popping off, somebody step on your shoe and bang, 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 or you have an argument versus responsible ownership. So what do you say those people who marry the two? They just marry guns. Guns are bad. Guns are bad, period. Look at all the crime and the shooting versus those of us who have guns in our homes for protection or even those recreational use like my brother who hunts on a regular. It's a it'll be a very heated conversation, Julie, because mm-hmm. they are not the same. And I don't know any murderers per se. However, nine times out of 10, those people that are using those um, in that way, they haven't went to a conceal and carry class. They mm-hmm. don't know the four basic fundamentals of <laughs> of owning a gun. You know, those are people that are irresponsibly doing that. And we have people that are irresponsible in all walks of life mm-hmm. with not 
guns. Um, but those people that know that they do have a right, it's your Second Amendment right to carry. In Missouri, a lot of people don't even realize you don't need a license. You don't need a permit to to open or to conceal. And that's another thing that we, as our women group, we are encouraging open carry. Because when I was little, I never saw somebody walk around with a gun. If I did, I was petrified. Even today, you know, if you see somebody with a gun, it causes for alarm. And we're trying to make that be a normal thing where you shouldn't be scared. Most people that are going to hurt you aren't going to be walking around with their gun so the police can see them because they up to no good, <laughs> you know? So it's it's definitely a major difference between being, and you don't, you can be responsible without having a concealed and carry permit, but you should know the laws. You should know how to travel with a gun. You should know if I go to Kansas and I don't have a permit in Missouri, but I'm open carrying, it's not allowed there. I should know the other states that I can go to and be okay and the states that I go to that can't. Those are the type of things you learn in those classes. And my partner, Latasha Jacobs of Synergy Tactical, actually hosts those concealing carry classics. And she's also a certified mm -hmm. instructor. And I think those classes are, are very, very key. So you can know what you're doing as a gun owner. So you can learn responsibility, safety. So I definitely agree with those classes, particularly for those who've never handled a gun. Now, when we talk about open carry, now you know as well as I do, Sean Chell. Um, <laughs> if, if your neighbor Timmy, little, little Timmy, <laughs> let's say Timmy is not melanated go up to Walmart with his gun out, it's going to be probably like, oh, he's just trying to protect himself. Possibly. Possibly. Whereas black people, we are more likely to be looked at as up to criminal mischief versus exactly. protecting ourselves. And, and you speak on something you and I talked about when we saw each other, because black people do believe in the Second Amendment. Despite the historical sure. context, I was thinking of as, as I as I was getting ready to talk to you, Sean, historian uh, Carol Anderson. She she wrote a book, The Second Race and Guns in a Fairly Unequal America, and set out to answer the question: Do black people have full Second Amendment rights? Bringing up the Second Amendment designed for slave owners to counter uh, slave revolts. You pointed out police killings. She based it on Philando Castile, who had a right to carry, and the officer still shot him. So for people who are still apprehensive about carrying their guns concealed or open carry because they are black and don't think the Second Amendment protects them, as, as a gun owner and as a gun educator, how do you, how do you speak to that, Sean? It, and it hurts my heart because, honestly, Julie, I'm, a, I'm scared of little Timmy, too. Because, you know, they have stigmas around yeah. when they and what happens as a result of that. But um, there has to change start somewhere. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, um, I walked into Audi's yesterday, I was going to go get groceries. I had my gun on my, my Glock on my waist, in my little mm -hmm. pretty purple case, had it on my waist. And I feel a certain kind of way because I feel like some people may be scared, but that'll be my opportunity to hand them one of my business cards and mm. educate as well. But it won't ever be normal unless somebody starts somewhere with anything and everything, you have to take a stand. And I do have a right. I was talking to my uncle who's probably 60 plus years old and I had my gun at a family picnic and he thought it was a toy. And I was like, wow. no, this is a real Glock. <laughs> this is no toy. He's like, what? And I said, yeah, because that's not normal in our family even. Mm -hmm, <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, he said, well, you know, do you have your license? And that's another thing that's happening, Julie. Everybody's rushing to go get their permit. Yeah. And they're backed up. We're number 800 on the list. And we took our class in January. Wow. Me and my 
fiance still don't have our permits. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the process of getting it, but you know, we don't need one in Missouri. And this is coming from a man who grew up in the sixties. He's like the hell we don't, <laughs> you know, we black, we got, you have to have that because they may have a reason, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, whether you have it or not, if that person wants to cause harm, they're going to do it regardless. And I hate to say it, but I'd rather be standing for protection and my Second Amendment right to protect me and my family than not. Yeah, and I'm glad that you you had that conversation because we do have to talk about our rights to gun ownership because gun ownership doesn't mean you willy nilly. And I think that's a confusing conversation because I agree with moms demand action, reasonable gun laws. Everybody don't. There's some people you just need to put that gun down. However, I have the ability to own a gun. I can make the choice to go take a class to make sure I can use it safely. How does being a part of Pretty Pistols Posse bring that issue to light. You are teaching people to be lawful gun-owning citizens. It's always going to be a touchy subject, Julie, the same mm-hmm. way me being black and proud and raising fists and wearing t-shirts mm-hmm. that, that that state that and me being not your normal size woman and I'm a little bigger and I'm proud of that. It's something else I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. I'm a black woman who has the ability to do these things and we always haven't. So you know, they're just conversations that need to be had. Our posse is pretty freaking dope. We have women <laughs> ranging from 21 to 51. We have women that would have never met each other wow. in any other circumstance. Mm-hmm. And we have women that join not knowing a soul. They don't wow. know anybody, but they they either are already caring or already have been interested, been mm-hmm. looking it up. And we bring that to light. We also bring to empowerment self-confidence. We have these photo shoots that you may have seen on the news or the newspaper. We have adult women who have never gotten makeup done, who have Mm -hmm. never, Mm -hmm. in the middle of a pandemic, didn't even have a reason to get dressed up. And here we are offering services from our members because every member offers something. Most of them are business owners. We come together. We Mm -hmm. make you look good. We make you feel good. We take pictures. And it's not just about the education piece, but it's just about embracing Mm -hmm. something that gives you power. And we are educated in this. So it's not a Mm -hmm. misuse of power, but it gives us Everybody doesn't have a man. We've had people, oh, that's the man's job. Or what if you're not married? What what if he ain't there? What if he ain't there? What if he at work? What are you going to do when you don't know where the gun is? When you don't know how to access it and somebody's trying to enter your home? You know, so we've, we've had heated debates. And once it goes to media, you see these people sharing how they really, truly, honestly feel about women and black women. Mm. And it's disheartening, but I'm here to tell you, I don't care what you got to say. This is my right. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to teach my children. And this is what I'm going to attempt to teach any woman, black woman, brown woman, pink woman, a yellow woman who wants to know. It's men who go through Latasha for classes because in our reality, they might have guns and don't know what they're doing with them. Right. Okay. Now you're right, Sean. Now you're speaking right there. And (laughs) one thing with guns, we always talk about, I call it violence by proximity. I don't use the term black on black crime because it can be used as a racist trope. Because if you think about it, crime happens by opportunity. More white people harm white people, more black people harm black people, more Hispanic people harm Hispanic people, so on down the line. So how do we discuss gun violence in our community, but also it's okay to be a responsible, safe, rightful 
gun owner too. If you want to talk about gun violence in our community, and again, another touchy subject, it has nothing to do with guns, Julie. Systemic issues, yeah, they contribute. Come you on, Sean. Was raised where mm-hmm. your daddy was, where your mama is. Maybe your grandma was raising you. She didn't have no control. Maybe you didn't have nothing to do in the city. We gonna go deep, deep down, honey, because it ain't got nothing to do with a gun. Because mm-hmm. whether they're legal or illegal, as we know, crime exists. You're gonna figure out how to get it. You're gonna figure out how to. It's people in jail that make shanks out of household items. So it's going to be a way to get around that. I I totally don't agree with the fact that that's the reason this is happening. This goes way deeper and is much, uh, we need much longer than a 30 minute discussion (laughs) (laughs) to figure it out. It's it's a community effort and Mm -hmm. it's just easy to say, oh, they had a gun. But what's wrong with this person? Do they have any mental issues? Because, honey, you already know we got mental health in the Black community that is very rarely addressed. Mm -hmm. What's going on with that individual? Was there conflict mediation? Was something resolved? You know, like you said, stepping Mm -hmm. on somebody's shoe, I'm ready to shoot you. There may be some issues going on at home or there's no home to go to. You just don't know. We got mm-hmm. two totally different situations going on in our community, in theirs, in everybody's. That's yeah. way beyond mm-hmm. carrying a gun. Yeah, there are so many. And you right, girl. We had get some other people in this call to discuss the systemic issues that contribute to violence because it is so much. It is so For much, sure. whether it's poverty, lack of education, quality health care. And I'm glad you spoke on conflict resolution because we also have to learn to master that, too, regardless of how you feel about guns. You know, you, you, we have to master that. You have to learn how to just get along. And yeah. a, I, I was talking to my seven year old the other day because he's been having issues in school. And I said, maybe at the end of the day, we got to treat people how we want to be treated. That's right. And Lord knows. That seems like the simplest slogan ever. However, if people really did that, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, you're they ain't happening to Jesus come back, but I, I wish we could. I wish we could. But Sean, I gotta ask, listen to this group of women, very women from different walks of life. What is the most memorable transformative moment in Pretty Pistols Posse? Can you give me one? The the first one is probably our photo show shoot we did last this. December. We had just made the posse official November 13th of, of 2020. And I saw a picture of about five or six black women, all white, in the middle of nowhere with guns. I said, oh my God, let's do it. And that was my vision. And I told the posse and I said, hey y'all, who's down? We picked up a theme. We went all the way out to my mom's farm in Green Valley. And we were literally in the middle of feces and cows and horses mm. And what went from a picture with five women ended up with being 35 women and girls between the ages of 10 and 45 that were all carrying guns. And I think that's when everybody was like, oh, wow, wait, what is this? Who who, who these ladies? Exactly. But it was just, man, I, I know I keep saying empowering, but it's just it gives it makes me warm to know that people that never thought to do this, it might be, you know, a recent divorce and recent um, uh, just having a child or just realizing that you are alone and you want to learn if you're not okay carrying a gun we can show you how but we can also teach you there are other ways to protect mm-hmm. yourself as well. yeah so 
really just about that education piece. And then when you know you're no longer ignorant, so then you're actually accountable and responsible for those things you learn. So that can be hard too. But man, when I saw those pictures and I was in the middle of all these women in animal print <laughs> and these girls <laughs> in animal print and we were having a good old time in the middle of the farm listening to Megan Thee Stallion <laughs> and <laughs> it was dope because it was, it was it was me and Tasha's vision and it's coming to life and we're almost up on our one year anniversary and it's just it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if a woman is like okay I've never thought that I would be a gun owner or touch a gun how can they engage with you? Are there any requirements, Sean? Are you just people who want to learn? Hey, come on. You cannot be a felon. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm sorry, Sean. I forgot about that very important piece. My bad. People, but you know what? That's another myth. Julie, everybody doesn't realize that. Mm-hmm. You cannot be a felon. We actually do background checks. So it's a we have a membership. So you become a member, you pay your dues, you do a background check. Latasha works at Drum Magazines, which is a black gun shop in Kansas City on yeah. Sterling Avenue. Yeah, over Raytown, yeah. yeah. Tasha, you do your background check. We get the green light. We um and then you get your t-shirt and then you a member of the posse. We have quarterly dues. They include community involvement. We give back every month. We pick a different organization or person or family that needs help and we give back. So that is another very awesome piece to our posse. If we can be hands-on, we will be, but you know, with the pandemic, a lot of that stops. So sometimes we're just donating monetarily, but that's fine too. But yeah, you, if you want to know, you just hit us up. We're on Pretty Pistols Posse on Facebook and Instagram. Tasha and I, or any of our crew will answer your questions. She's at the gun store all day, every day. People just go in there to purchase a gun. And she's like, okay, just by the way, we have this posse. If you're interested in being with a like-minded group of women, Mm -hmm. then Holler at us. That's a prophetic word. Holler at us. (laughs) And you do offer other uh, safety measures as well. Want to put that out there, too. You know, there are some people, Sean, more comfortable with the taser. Okay, do what you can do. But I'm grateful for the educational piece because you don't know what you don't know. You fear what you don't what you don't know either. And I think you can balance it like you all do background checks. I think you can balance everything. There's no either or. It's a both and. Correct. Correct. And yeah, you're right. The fear of the unknown. And we we do believe, you know, we're pretty pistols. So we do believe that you since you have the right to own a gun, you can own a gun. And even if you don't want to carry, even if you're comfortable with it book a session and you have one-on-one instruction so at least so you can know at least if you have one in your mm-hmm. home you will know yeah. how to use it if you prefer to use a taser or maze they're all kind of other options mm-hmm. however at the end of the day we just want to make sure that you are protected because we are in a world where people don't always treat others the way they want to be treated and we're in a world where they will kick in your door they will try to steal from you and harm you and your family and we want to make sure that you at least have the a minimum amount of knowledge you know where mm-hmm. you have a fa- a plan with your family you know if there's a fire if there's a tornado what to do what happens if there's an intruder We have our schools doing these mock presentations of if there's a mass school shooting, what are you going to do in your home? 
do your children know where to go, what to do, where to hide? Mm, mm. Well, such a reminder, such a reminder. Make sure you look for the pretty pistols posse out there in these streets trying to educate the sisters. And Sean, leave us with a final word for black women, gun ownership, even though the group's inclusive. I just want to emphasize this is a space where black women are welcome, embraced, and we don't always see that when it comes to gun ownership. Oh, yeah, we don't just just it. You have the right to, to to own a gun. You have the right to carry a gun, whether it's concealed or open. Learn not to judge, because at the end of the day, when you see someone that's different from you, you're you're going to judge them. If someone mm-hmm. is carrying a gun, that doesn't mean they're always up to no good. They may just know their rights. Be sure to learn yours as well. Thank you, Sean, for taking time out to talk to me on this episode of Grown Woman Stop. I will be looking for you. And it it, it was just great to hear you share your perspective. And like you said, whether there's so many arguments and whether people agree or disagree, at least get the information and marinate on it. Oh, yeah. All right, Rashawn Janae, co-president of Pretty Pistols Posse. Hey, if you're a woman who wants to learn how to use a gun properly, I suggest you reach out to them. Look, I ain't one of them people who's like, God, guns in my Bible. I love God. I love the Bible. Guns, they are what they are. Something for protection or even recreation. Now, I done told you, I ain't doing no hunting chair. Nevertheless, conversations about gun ownership can get very heated because people have different thoughts, and that's okay. But we must have more nuanced discussions on what it means to be a responsible, safe, knowledgeable gun owner if you choose to have a gun. And even gun owners don't all think alike. I know some who support open carry, others who don't. Some gun owners are okay with concealing carry, even if you don't have to have a license or do the class. Others are like, skirt, skirt, I ain't down with that. There's adults who have talked to their son and daughters about gun ownership. Others are like, no, ma'am, no, sir, I ain't doing it. There's gun owners who regularly carry their guns, even in public, in case somebody comes at them or even a stranger around them. They want to be able to protect the situation. And then there's those who simply have a gun in case their family or their home is violated and their life is threatened. And yes, we know others who will never come near a gun or want them in their home. And you know what? That's the right. And I respect that, too. The thing of it is we have to have discussions because discussions give perspective, information and often remove the fear about subjects we know little about, which is why I really am glad to talk to Rashawn because women and gun ownership is real. But doing it safely and having a support system around you to help you on that journey, that's important, too. Well, all right, sis. Thank you for sitting down today for this episode of Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones. We'll do it again next week. Be blessed, be informed, and be you, girl. Music, Alpha Music Library, Property, Carter Broadcast Group.